This is New School Marketing Podcast for real estate pros. Where the very best of real estate reveal their latest systems and strategies. With your host, Marlon Aquino. Hey guys, um, my name is Destiny. Um, I am a loan officer as well as uh, the director of business development and marketing for the Brandon Martinez team um, with West Coast Funding. Um, oh no, I lost you again. No, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Just okay. give me the spotlight for a little. Just give me the spotlight. <laughs> All right, no worries. Um, but yeah, I've been working in real estate since 2015 um, on the mortgage lending side. So um, yeah, I I have an interesting story with my social media. Um, it's a little bit of a journey, but uh, I'm here to describe it to you guys. <laughs> no, and I know with all the changes that's happening, uh, you know, obviously post COVID nineteen, many agents, loan officers, and many other industries are going to have to shift into a more technological uh, techniques and and leverage social media more than they've wanted to in the past. So. We're excited yep. to hear about that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about you before you got into real estate? What were you doing? What, how'd you end up um, as a lender? So my background, I mean, I was born and raised in San Diego. Um, I went to SDSU. Um, my degree is definitely not related to what I'm doing today. But um, I, my degree is in American Native Studies. My mom and I are Clinkett. Um, it's a random Native American tribe. But um, yeah, so oh, cool. I, I thought that I was going to be um, working in um, museum curating. And so I was actually working in Balboa Park at the Museum of Man. Um, but I've always had a background in hospitality. So I was a server for four years. And then from there, I ended up transitioning into office managing at a restaurant in downtown. And so um, from there, I actually started, um, well, also, side note, I also worked in nightlife. So that was a huge part of my following and my development and my social media experience. So while I was an office manager, I was also working at three different nightclubs. Um, they were all under the same hospitality group. And so then they started expanding into restaurants, which is where I also got my experience there. So um, yeah, I mean, pretty much for the last decade, I've been working in downtown San Diego in nightlife. And so then from there, I started taking over the social media pages for like, um, there was the R&B dancers, you know, I was doing that, Don Cheeto, um, and then that gradually turned into Volcano Rabbit. But at that time, I remember thinking that I wanted to transition out of the hospitality industry. And so I ended up um, interviewing to be an office manager for West Coast Funding, which is a mortgage brokerage. And that was in 2015. So um, at that point, you know, I didn't really know much about real estate at all. I just knew that there was, you know, it's a pretty lucrative industry. So that was obviously appealing. Um, you know, I was pretty much just overworking in restaurants and whatnot. So um, from there, that's where I met Brandon. And then there's also Troy, they're the co-owners of West Coast Funding. And um, at that time, they didn't really have a social media presence. And so for me, coming from nightlife, I was like, that's all we do. You know, it's like pushing your shifts, pushing, you know, hey, like this Friday, come get a bottle or like whatever. You know, we have this performer, you know, like Yo Gotti is going to be there, you know, come through. So, you know, I feel like nightlife has a different appeal. They're usually at the cusp of everything that's new and exciting. And so you want to push, you know, the big artists that are coming through and encourage people to come in and spend money. 
So when I came into real estate, I noticed that it was extremely antiquated. Like a lot of what they were doing was very old fashioned and, you know, it was just stiff headshots without really any other info, you know? And so from there I was like, Hey guys, do you guys mind if I make an Instagram for you? And they're like, what's Instagram? And so I was like, Oh God, here we go. (laughs) So from there, you know, I started with that Google plus was a thing then. I don't know if Google plus is really a thing now, but I started their pages with that. I also took over their Yelp and I just started, you know, pushing a lot of the content. I would go around taking pictures of people, do little bios on them. Um, to make them more relatable. Because the biggest thing for me is that when I see a lot of people in real estate, they come off very stiff, very stagnant, very much like, you know, here's this house I just sold. And it's not very interesting. Most people, like, I mean, in my age group, at least, when we look up a business and we're interested in working with someone, we want to see who they are. You want to see if they're relatable. You want to see if they actually vibe with you or whatever. And so you creep on them on Instagram or on Facebook or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And so you also want to see if there's any reviews, any testimonials, like any positive feedback from other people like me, you know, if I want to work or associate myself with that person. And considering that real estate, you know, buying a home is one of the biggest transactions in your life. So that's a lot of trust. And I feel like trust can easily be established once you have a social media presence and people get to know you a little bit better or they think they get to know you. I mean, I guess it really depends on how open you are on your platforms, which in my case, I've always been pretty open. So I actually had to change my platform. And I know my audience definitely got a little bit like, what is this? Now she's into real estate and telling me about loans and credit. (laughs) No, it was definitely a transition because I used to do ring girl, you know, I was an aerial like artist. I did, you know, all that kind of cool stuff. And so my audience was built off of that. You know, I used Mm -hmm. to do a lot of photo shoots. And the thing is, is like bikini shoots are cute, but you eventually age out. And the thing is, like, you have to develop a career for yourself that's going to have longevity. And so for me, I've always had a pretty professional background in the sense, like, I've always been really good at talking to people and always had a daytime job. And so a lot of people don't know that, though. A lot of my audience that I got from doing nightlife stuff and related to that, they didn't know that, oh, the model has a brain. That's so weird. Like, she actually went to college. That's so weird. Um, (laughs) Human bias. It's... it's 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 a pleasant surprise i would like to think so um but yeah and then like even some of my hobbies ended up helping me later or at least today so back in 2011 i had started my channel my youtube channel i thought i was going to be a beauty guru wrong um but you know i just like to experiment with things that a lot of people weren't really comfortable doing at that time and so i've always been super creative always loved making content. And so that's really helped me in today's like field. Mm-hmm. So, you know, working in real estate, I got my license in 2018. Um, oh, I, think- I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. How long? Okay. 2018. Yeah. Nice. So I got my NMLS in 2018. Um, and then I also got my um, real estate license also in 2018. So that was like the beginning and the tail end. So and you've done all of this, I mean, you're right. Like, well, it's in two years, mm-hmm. right? Is that what you're saying? Because we've got some realtors that have been doing this for, right, 20, some 30 years and wish they had even a fraction of the following that you have. Yeah. Media because what they don't understand is I have an agent that closed 11 deals so far this year 
And out of the 11, seven, seven, where's the camera? Seven were from Instagram. That to me is mind blowing because I don't think people really understand that when you humanize your pace, like you're, what you're talking about, mm-hmm. you start tapping into, like you're saying, their psyche, into the things that they like, and that then leads into, well, I can do business with this person because they're they're relatable. And yeah. I think that's a missing factor in social media is that agents don't make them some seem relatable enough to, to or human enough to people, like you're saying. Yeah, it's it, they can come off a little bit stiff, and especially when you just see the same houses or posts, and it becomes very repetitive and kind of boring. So, I mean, that was a huge thing with, like, again, like, you have to look at angles and see what keeps people interested. And, you know, that's actually moving into what I started doing with um, videography. So my, um, my company is lucky enough to have Jason and Forrest, who Jason and I had met in Nightlife also. And that was the thing is that he's a very different videographer in the sense that, you know, he came from Nightlife and then also has just, he self-taught, knows, you know, all of this stuff. He's done the research himself, bought all of this equipment and really just started investing in producing, you know, a lot of this, a lot of these videos and content. And he and I work really closely together creatively, like the Clueless skit that we came up with. You know, I always come up with a lot of- One of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's my favorite movie, like from when I was little, and I was just like, how can we make this mortgage? And so like, you know, that was something where, you know, I just run over the script, I'll look at a lot of the lines from movies, we did a Sopranos one um, with Brandon, you know, and it's just stuff like that. People love things like that. They love something that's going to be a little bit more creative, a little bit different than like, these are the rates. This is, you know, this yeah, is. Yes. And, and if, I don't know if y'all can see it, but this is the video here. You have to, have to definitely <laughs> check it out on Instagram. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it'll bring back so many memories too, just from the movies. Uh, so definitely <laughs> check it out. It, it's great. It's amazing. Yeah. So that's actually one of my favorite ones that we did. We were thinking about doing a Mean Girls one. Um, just a lot of the stuff that, like, people just love entertainment and they love to, you know, if you can include informational content and just kind of blend it together. That's ideal. So, I mean, a lot of people get bored with what's out there and the people are not thinking outside of the box. And again, I I would like to attribute a lot of my creativity from seeing, you know, things that we did in nightlife. Cause I don't know how we convinced people to buy bottles that you could just get at Costco for like thousands of dollars and then just be like, yeah, that's the experience, you know? Me, I've done it. I tell you, I don't know how it happens, but before you know, you end up there and you're like, well, yeah, suddenly your bill is like eight grand and you're like, so how did this happen? Like these are like Costco bottles, but you know, at the time, that's, a, that's marketing. That's really good marketing. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. I always tell with everyone that I work with, you have to get creative at the top of the funnel, meaning when 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 people don't know of you and you're trying to attract new leads, yeah. the best way to do that is to hit them with the things that they like, the things that maybe you like. Yeah. Or sometimes post luxury cars that they're into and and whatnot. And a lot of times you end up they end up getting customers based on their their interests, like yeah. their, you know, the cars they like and uh, you know, the brands they follow online. So what you're doing is amazing because you're building, you know, an audience really of people who one, a very small percentage might be ready right now. Yeah. And then two, the biggest factor, which is then when people that aren't ready now, but will be later, mm-hmm. they'll have you already in their mind when they're ready to go by. And that's something that you can't replace. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely think that there's something to be said about the advantage of having a videographer full time. 
I mean, that's that's huge. Like we're able to do something that a bunch of other lenders aren't able to do for their, you know, for their agents. Because a huge part of our relationship with agents is being able to provide a service for them, which is, you know, obviously we have the sprinter that was huge. Like, you know, we have a really decked out sprinter. There's another one that we have um, that's supposed to be delivered shortly. But we that was huge in bringing their clients you know, not having to drive, not trying to like figure out where they're going or whatever. You're sitting there with your agent, you're in a sprinter van, you have champagne, like, you know, you have all the like little party lights and whatnot. And it's just a different experience. And it's easy to market that kind of stuff because most people are attracted to luxury. Like you were saying, you know, I've noticed a lot on YouTube, there's a lot of, you know, the guys, entrepreneur guys who are like, oh, like, how did I get this Lamborghini or whatever? But for me, when it comes to, especially when it comes to women in real estate and talking with, you know, the girls that I interview, I'm like, so tell me, you know, tell me the harsh realities of working in real estate. Because I feel like there's so many people that are just like huge commission checks, but it's, it's not immediate. That's the thing. That's a huge part of this is that you really have to invest. You have to have a huge you really should have savings. Like you should have something that you can fall back on. Um, I mean, that's why a lot of people do part-time work while, you know, working in real estate until they're established. But I mean, a huge part of that is, you know, it takes money to make money, but it also is important to kind of like realize like, okay, getting good in real estate when there's a huge surplus of agents that are in, you know, San Diego, I know Los Angeles is huge too. Like you need to kind of take the time to, you know, get mentorship, know that you're going to probably, you know, lose money for a while, but eventually it comes back. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a process. I definitely feel like social media is huge in being able to obtain, you know, leads. I do ads, obviously I do them for myself and for Brandon and um get into that how because I, I, I know that organically you have no issues and i think that's where most people have issues right because it's easy yeah. to put in a dollar and then try to get some eyes on your ad mm-hmm. but to actually get that organic is extremely difficult and you're doing that very well thank you what about paid ads what what, what are what strategies i mean what's your focus when it comes to paid ads so Okay, to be completely honest with you, right now, a lot of my audience is just lackluster when it comes to certain real estate posts. So I'll be completely honest in saying like my audience was very, very much interested, like, like the picture I posted yesterday, I have to kind of like mix them in. So I'll have a picture of myself looking cute, like whatever. And a lot of times I'll get so many likes on that. And I'm like, you guys, it's just like TNA, like it's an ass okay like pretty much it's like a a hot girl photo but the thing is is like you have to kind of mix it in with the real estate like material and i always advise like my girlfriend yesi i hired on you know and i was like you just kind of have to start mixing in your you know influencer content with your you know real estate stuff because that's your career and so the more people can identify you you know that oh hey there's that girl i think she's an influencer but she also does real Mm -hmm. estate to help you And so, I mean, for me personally, like I run ads, especially when we have a new video that's like, I know it's going to be hot, like the Clueless one, the Sopranos one. Um, We've done a couple of other skits and things like that. We did a Brady Bunch one. Um, That that was geared more. I love that one. Yeah. (laughs) That that. was geared more towards the older generations who actually remember that. And and that stopped my scroll. I'll be honest with you. Why I remembered it is because I I go, wait, what, what is this? Yeah. You know, I was like, is this like a, a, a generated, you know, a user generated content taken from online? And then I go, wait, I know somebody, I follow some of these people. And it was genius. I loved it. 
Yeah, for sure. And like, it's, it's, it's cool because Jason, he came up with a lot of the lyrics for that one. So it's like, again, he and I work really well together when it comes to creative content. And so there's that, we have a lot of other ideas. We were actually approached by a news station down here. They want to partner with us and have us come into the studio and start kind of going onto that scale, which I think is really important because I mean, we, we have social media covered to a really good extent and now moving it to that next level of actually being, you know, in front of people who may not actually be as social media savvy. I think that's the next level for us. So stay tuned for that. But I mean, as far as ads go, I do Facebook ads, which, for me, it's a lot easier to actually target the audiences that we want. Instagram, I feel like, is a little bit more limited. Um, and I noticed, speaking of, I think you worked with Anjanette before. Yes, yes, she's been on before. Yes, she is. She's amazing. She's also another person that's, you know, taking video to the next level, and it, it shows. Yeah, so I've, you know, we've done a couple loans with her, and we've also done a few videos with her, too. She was one of my, I want to say the... Um, one of the first women in real estate that I did. And she's just so easy to talk to. She's great on camera. And, yeah. and you know, she told me, she's like, the majority of my leads are from social media, which a lot of, you know, there's certain agents that literally just cold call all the time or they're, you know, they're like buying Zillow leads or whatever. And then I see how she's functioning and I'm just like, that's the future. Like that's literally the future. And you have control over your leads, you know, control yeah. over, you know, who's viewing what, yeah, uh, you can't get that with Zillow, Trulia, any of those. So it, it, you're on it when you're. Yeah. And like, I mean, I know everyone has their own little niche. Like, I know that there's certain people that are just not that comfortable getting on camera. I understand that. But at the same time, breaking that barrier and actually talking to people and making it seem like, you know, you know, I know it's awkward, but I'm going to put the camera up and I'm just going to start, you know, talking about my listing. I think that's so critical because, again, it humanizes you. It makes you a person. It makes you relatable. If you mess up, if you start stumbling over words, oh, my God, you're human. You're not just that robot in, like, that picture. Like I said, yeah. everyone always has that photo. In I, their I, I could keep that photo all the time. And I know some agents, when I tell it, I say, listen, you've, you've done it. Everyone's yeah. done it. Yeah. But it's one of those things where you realize that, okay, that seems to be the norm. You yeah. should always, as an agent or as a human being for me, is always try to go against the, what seems to be the thing. How you are know? you going to differentiate yourself? I mean, yeah. it's it's so critical. And also, that's a huge part, you know, not to always go back to this, but in nightlife, that's how you differentiate clubs. Like, if this is a hip-hop venue, you know, how are you going to angle it? How are you mm -hmm. going to attract the audience? If you're doing EDM, like, how are you going to angle it? What are you going to be promoting? What kind of content are you putting out there? It's the same thing in pretty much any industry. You just have to kind of pivot and adjust and, like, target those audiences that you know. And, like, even then, it's like, Brandon's whole thing is like, we want to be different from everyone else in real estate in the mortgage lending industry, especially typically when you think of a lender, you think of, you know, Bank of America, and it's very, you know, eight to five, and you can only contact them within that period of time. A huge part of our thing is like branding, branding yourself as 24 seven, having that open availability for people knowing that you can hit them up on 11 o'clock on a Saturday and he'll answer. Like that's mm -hmm. a huge part that I've been pushing. You know, so, that was, I interviewed my sister la, uh, last week because uh -huh. I, was, I was visiting, I was back home visiting and she had just purchased uh, her second home. Okay. She was talking to me about her, her experience and then selling her, her home and then buying, you know, her, her second home. And she didn't want to go into it because the first realtor was actually referred to by a family friend. 
But let's just say that it wasn't a good experience. And she ended up having to work with another realtor who, to her, was a whole 160 difference. You know, I mean, she goes, wow, this lady was, you know, available 24-7. She wanted to make sure that I was up to date with every bit of information. Um, there was nothing that she didn't want to, you know, she was always available. Yeah. And, and those little things go such a long way. Yeah. Like you're saying, when there's, you know, an uh, oversaturated number of, of agents that they can work with, yeah. those little things go a long way. Yeah. I mean, customer service is always huge. And then even then, for first-time homebuyers, I know that there's a lot of concerns that they have and a lot of questions because it is a scary and it's a huge process. I mean, even my, my boss literally is just like, buying a home is so it can be so stressful there's things that pop up that you wouldn't even you can't even imagine and every mm -hmm. loan is different and so every scenario is different their credit scores are going to be different than someone else's income you know and like their debt to you know their income ratios are ratio, yeah. other clients so it's like there's so many different scenarios but the best thing you can possibly do is just over communicate i think i stress that so much it's just like even if i don't really have an update for you yet if we're still waiting on something or the appraisal or if it's something escrow related it's just like let's just pick up the phone and have a conversation how are you feeling about things what are you worried about you know what are your concerns you know just listening to your client is one of the most integral parts of being successful in this industry. And so understanding their concerns. I mean, one of the things that, you know, I think we were talking about this in your questions, but like, you know, first time home buyers typically have a fear of the process. One of the best things to do, like I love making informational content regarding like what's to happen, what's coming up. And, you know, some people may not be quite ready for that, but it's all available on social media. You can go back through the videos and find that information. So I like YouTube, you start yeah. with one piece of content and before you know, you're an hour in deep watching, you know, you're going from the clueless video to the Brady Bunch one, every, every yeah. kind of informational. So it works. And that's why, you know, another thing that I want to congratulate you on also is consistency. Yeah. Because you could do these things once in a blue moon. And I've seen some agents that they do, but because maybe access to video or who knows what, they don't have the consistency and never get to build up that momentum they need in order to see the success coming in. Well, that was a huge strategy of ours was just remaining consistent because, um, you know, one of the clubs that was down here, Flux, one of the things that they did before they even opened was marketing six months prior to even opening. And it generated such a hype and all the other venues were talking about it. Like, Hey, like this club is going to be opening. And this is a long time ago. I mean, I'm kind of dating myself, but I mean, <laughs> 2009, but still like the strategy worked. And so for Brandon, you know, we started building and it's interesting because I go to a lot of, well, typically before COVID, I would go to a lot of real estate events and I would, you know, be out in the field. That's a huge part of my job is, you know, being in, person, you know, meeting and greeting and just being like, Hey, I'm here. If you want a second opinion, you know, I can do that for you. But you know, it's, it's having those in-person experiences that like, obviously we don't necessarily get now that you can kind of, you know, use with zoom and things like this. I've never used this platform, by the way, StreamYard. Oh, um, cool. <laughs> it just, it's, it's, it's a link between Facebook, uh, and software to just give you some additional options. So okay. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, the more that I can learn, I always pick up on these little things. I'm like, okay, side note that this is an option that I can use in the future. Good to know. Um, but yeah, I mean, those kind of strategies usually take time to hit. And I feel like there are a lot of, you know, 
you know, I get it. Like videographers can be very expensive. It's an investment. And, you know, the time that you spend with them, you get more comfortable. You know, if you're just hiring someone once every couple of months, you don't really build up that rapport necessarily. And I'm lucky because again, it's like Jason and I have known each other for so long. And, you know, we've got, we've established that really good working connection. Like I can just be like, Jason, soprano song. And he's like, I got it. I got it. And mentally, like, he's just able to like, manifest my idea into just this beautiful vision so (laughs) and it shows and i think that you know for those people that i mean you could always use your camera Mm -hmm. but even tom ferry says you should be allocating 10 percent you know uh of every every of your income that comes in 10 percent into either marketing so if you're not into actual paid ads i always recommend into put it into video put that money into video and creating content that becomes a business asset. Yeah. You know, you create this once, but that's going to generate business for you for the next couple of years. I mean, even your your um, your clueless video, you could still you could put that anytime to to run an ad to yeah. get new people, attract new uh, clients, new customers, and it's going to keep working. So you pay for it once, yes, but it's evergreen. You could use it multiple times over and over again. A hundred percent. And like right now with rates being where they are, it's like historic lows. You know, this is the time to be taking advantage and, you know, refinancing saves you money. Refinancing is a really great opportunity to get cash in your pocket or do that remodel that you're interested in doing. And so having this kind of store of videos, like it's, it works. It's really great. I can keep running that ad later on in the future. So it's a really good investment. And I feel like, you know, again, like people are scared. People don't know when it comes to home buying, there's a lot of different, you know, there's a lot of different options out there. What I'm trying to do is, you know, relay the information that they need, make sure that it's correct and in compliance, but also just, you know, provide, this is like who my team is. This is who we are. You know, we're literally as goofy on camera as we are off. So it's like, we're relatable, but we also know what we're talking about. We have the experience, you know, my boss is 17 years in this industry. It's crazy. Like he actually knows all the ins and outs and to own the company and actually have a little bit more control over what you can do with rates makes us extremely exceptional compared to a lot of our competition who also doesn't want to invest in like video content or anything like that. So yeah, there's going to be people trying to always short end uh, what they do and, and then they'll, they'll suffer the results of that. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to get into also, you know, you work with other realtors. I mean, what do they come to you? You go to them, especially with the, with your ideas with the videos and bringing them on as well. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, interestingly enough, obviously when COVID came, it kind of changed how everything operated. Right. So normally I would go out and be interviewing girls, you know, throughout the week. Um, but that changed. And so, I mean, now I just did my first, you know, kind of welcome back women in real estate. And, um, I've been reaching out to several different girls and I usually try to approach girls who I'm either, you know, a friend of a friend, or it's someone that, you know, I've been keeping my eye on. I'm like, I really like their style. I like the things that they're doing. You know, they have a platform and they're using it in a really great or creative way. And it's interesting because now I'm at a point where like, you know, women are like, thank you so much for reaching out to me. This is an honor. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. like, I'm actually now. like, you know, and it's, it's cool because when I do go to in-person events, people are like, I see all your videos. I see ads of your videos or, you know, I love that women in real estate you did with Sonia or whatever. And yeah. it's cool because it's like, now I've become like a figurehead within the industry and people like know my content. And it's like, Sometimes I won't even watch my video. I'll literally just upload it, put all the hashtags and be like, whatever, I'm done with this. I don't even want to see myself. Like, 
And like, I know a lot of people will be very hypercritical. Some of my girls will be like, oh my God, like, I hate that part when I like stumbled over the words and I'm like, girl, it's literally just chatting and making people like understand that you're human. Like, it's okay to be That human. works in your favor, yes. Yeah, because again, like most, especially millennials and Gen Zs, like, you know, the younger generations want to make sure that you're not just that uptight person. Like, they want to see that you have a sense of humor or that you can laugh things off. Like, I think that's incredibly important. And they're going to be the home buyers of the future. So you might as well kind of cater to that. You know, there's a couple of, I love when I see old school people pick up the video that makes me so happy because yeah, again, yeah. they're trying something new. They're kind of, you know, breaking yeah. out of their comfort zone. And I think it's critical because especially you can't go door knocking right now. Like COVID is still very real. So it's like, if they try just putting up a video and they're like, Hey, I'm in front of my listing. Like, I think that's the cutest and best thing you could possibly be doing right now. No, it's just, how many people now who are either you know in small houses or in uh, confined areas or like hey i need to move out i need to you know get into something bigger not ready to go out in, into the world and do it physically but are, are willing and you know open to listening to what other people's got to say if they've got the right message like yeah. you're, you're saying um and one other thing we want to get on uh i want to actually ask you before we close mm -hmm. um which is what about your follow-up game? Because obviously you're attracting tons of leads and attention on your social media, through YouTube, uh, Instagram. We won't even get into TikTok, but uh, <laughs> what's, what, do you have a strategy in place for that as far as emails, texts, uh, yeah. anything like that that you think yeah. can help other people right now? So, I mean, we have a CRM that we use. It's called Whiteboard. Um, I personally don't. I like if I have leads, I'll pass them over to our guy, Javier. He's the one that handles all of that. Um, but for the most part, especially with the women that I make connections with, you know, we'll film something and like typically on social media, like I'm very active with like liking their things or just like commenting. And like once I've already established that first connection, normally it's just like a friendship. I treat all of my, you know, clients or whatever, like we're in, you know, they're friends of mine. And typically I find something in common with them that I'm able to vibe with. So it's like, you know, I think it's really important instead of always viewing people as, you know, numbers, money or things like that, you need to be able to relate to them and actually listen to them and care about them. I know that's kind of like, I don't know if that's unorthodox or what, but that's personally my approach because it's like, you know, I, I typically admire the women that I'm interviewing. There's things about their, you know, their abilities and their ability to withstand, you know, adversity within this industry. That's impressive. There's so many people that can get their license and then they just give up after a year, you know? And so it's like to see women who are successful, that says something. That's a huge part. So I don't mind continuing to, you know, follow up with them or have that friendship. I don't necessarily drop emails. That's not necessarily my part, maybe more so with clients that are interested, like people who want to purchase a home. But as far as the agents go, yeah, I mean, I view those as my friends. Like I, I literally yesterday I hung out with three different agents that I'm friends with, like throughout the day. And I don't view them as anything other than my friends because it's like, dude, like we're both in the same field. Like it's actually kind of cool. We can talk about any stress or any drama that's going on. And rent, rent with each other. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's a huge benefit, honestly. Like I love my job. I'm literally able to just socialize and mingle all day and like, you know, have a really great time doing videos with them, coming up with creative content. Like 
This is like my dream job. And the cool thing is, is like eventually if I decide to leave real estate, I know that I can do this for other people in different industries. So I just, again, I think some of the core beliefs that I have are like, make yourself relatable, be open, be honest, you know, and give people or share with people the information that you have in your field. And you should have success because again, it's just like, it's just be genuine to who you are. That's, I think, my closing statement. <laughs> no, I love that. Uh, genuine authenticity. Those really are the driving force behind, I think, trust, yeah. brand, and getting people to really stick around for a little longer. Um, so, no, th this was totally amazing. I actually went on my Instagram live for a bit because I, I was just like, I hope some people are tuning in to hear this. Um, thank you so much. This was amazing. Um, honestly, I wanted to bring you on because just like you were saying earlier, I've been following you for a little while, seeing all the amazing things you were doing and not just a pretty face, like you said, right? Because we can look on, actually, I had a, a, a client recently say, I hate all the, all these, you know, realtor, uh, these women in real, you know, real estate that all they do is put up a picture and they look hot and think that <laughs> that's it, you know, and, and I'm assuming that's coming from a place of of like, you know, well, not all of us can do that, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. that's perfectly fine, but like you said, uh, you have to find ways to, to you know, weave these things in. Yeah. And I will tell them three things that you gotta focus on. We should be, you know, entertaining, in, information, and yeah. motivating. Yeah, you, know, you gotta inform them, you know, the stuff that they need to know, which is not the stuff they're, they're gonna be attracted to. You do that with the entertainment stuff that you're doing, but then you need to motivate them to take action. Yes. Right. So those, I say your, your content should be revolved around those three things. And there's no reason why you shouldn't succeed if you do it consistently. And you're just a, you're just everything. You're all of that. So I hope that, you know, hopefully people can take a, a lot of stuff uh, from what you said today. Thank you. Yeah. And with that said, where can our followers go, uh, you know, follow you and learn more about you? So you can find me on Instagram at Destiny Roxas. I have a YouTube channel, which is Destiny Roxas SD. And then you can find me on Facebook as well. I have a business page, which is Destiny Roxas SD, as well as my personal. So if you are in real estate, I'm always happy to be friends with you. So uh, yeah. You heard it, guys. Well, thank you so much, Destiny. Um, we will hope to have her back again. And of course, guys, these are all real estate and social media related topics. So I hope that it helped you in some way. Um, and make sure to tune in for next week and future lives. Thank you again, guys. Have a good one. And until the next one, you guys go out there and crush it.